The transfer portal has heated up across the college football landscape. The Louisville Cardinals being one of those teams that has had a good amount of movement thus far. We'll talk about the newest addition and departures along with much more on this episode of the Locked on Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back in to another episode of the Locked On, the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. I also want to take this time to thank you personally for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Lockdown Mobile Podcast is free on all streaming services, including YouTube, five days a week, your team every day. It's been a very busy past couple days for the Louisville Cardinal program in terms of the transfer portal. They saw a trio of departures of players entering the portal um, all, all on the defensive side of the ball. Linebacker Zay Peterson, Nick Okeke, and defensive lineman Jadarian Boinkin all deciding to enter the transfer portal. And the Cardinals added a transfer from Temple Safety, MJ Griffin. We'll talk about what those um, what that addition and those departures mean collectively for the defense next season. We'll then transition into the basketball side of things where the men's basketball team will look to bounce back against Southeast Louisiana uh, on Tuesday evening. We'll talk about the key players to watch, the um, keys to the game, and final predictions. And finally, we will dive into the weekly mailbag segment that we couldn't uh, conduct yesterday. I'll answer any questions that you all have asked for this segment. Um, before we get into the content of today's show, like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as both a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. Also do some PA announcing work for various sports in the university. You can follow my personal Twitter in the handle in the graphic in the bottom left corner of your screen. And the podcast Twitter page is at LO underscore global so let's get right on into the show got a good show planned today uh, a lot of movement in the transfer portal for the football team it was all on the defensive side of things uh, early last week it was on the offense now it has shifted to the defensive side three players entering the portal zay peterson jadarian boykin and nico kk all in that front seven um you know from a you know, pure optic standpoint you know you never want to lose um you know a lot of guys but Unfortunately, you know, players will always enter the portal after every season. You know, you're going to have some attrition. Uh, but even more so this year with the one-time transfer rule, you know, guys utilizing opportunities to go play elsewhere. So, um, you know, ultimately we wish them the best of luck. But from a pure production standpoint, you know, the cards, this isn't necessarily the cards losing a, a ton of production, but more so guys leaving to get chances elsewhere. Uh, you know, starting with um, Zay Peterson this season, played in seven games, only had 11 tackles, um, was a member of that 2020 class, I believe. Um, played in seven games this season, only had 11 tackles uh, to his name. I'm sorry, I, not seven games. He had seven uh, solo tackles and 11 total tackles this season. Jadarian Boykin struggled as well, only had six tackles. Both of those guys not necessarily able to crack the two deep. Boykin was a guy who was a four-star prospect coming out of high school. 
um, had an interesting journey to get here. Uh, but once he got here, you know, he was one of those players that a lot of people had kind of pinned as, OK, this is a player that could, you know, see a potential breakout campaign here at Louisville. Unfortunately, that just never came to fruition uh, here uh, in the defensive um you know, the, your scheme and not really even the, the, the scheme, just the overall um, defense a, as a whole. And then uh, I guess the one player that you will have to replace is linebacker Nick Okeke, who is still kind of further down the tackle list with 19. And he was kind of a, you know, a victim of just an overall deep linebacking core that, you know, even when guys like, um, even when you know Jack Fago had to miss some game or some parts of games with uh, you know targeting call or you know anything like that, I feel like you know Marvin Dallas, uh, Jack Fago really held down the outside linebacker position to where it was kind of an odd man out uh, situation for Nick Okk. So for the Cardinals, yes, you never want to lose you know a handful of guys to the portal, but I think this is more of a, of an indication of guys looking to get more playing time elsewhere rather than just leaving Louisville. Um, and having to replace that production. So I think that uh, it, it does mean that you're going to have to have some more depth You know, come in and, and step up in, in the linebacking core. You look for some of those younger guys like uh, Jackson Hamilton, Jalen Alderman, um, you know, TJ Quinn, et cetera, to be able to step up in their shoes and be able to fill that depth. Um, but overall, I, th I think that this is just a um, you know one of those – Things where you have every single year, just like normal. Uh, OKK could have been one of those players that we might have seen, you know, with with a bigger role next season. But you know, the Cards are still looking to address the linebacker core anyway in the transfer portal, and all signs point to uh, Monty Montgomery and uh, Yasir Abdullah coming back. So at this point, I don't fault him for looking elsewhere to try to, uh, you know, get uh, some more playing time. The Cardinals did, however, make an addition to the defensive side of the ball in safety MJ Griffin, who they recruited pretty decently out of high school. Uh, he was a three-star prospect. Uh, I believe he uh, made a visit or two to the Derby City um, to, um, you know, possibly come to the program. Unfortunately, didn't necessarily end up that way. This season as a redshirt freshman, second on the team for the Owls with 66 total tackles. He had one sack, one fumble recovery, and four pass deflections. He probably looks to step into that void left by Quinterio Cole. And regardless, this is a safety room that needs some quality depth. Last season, those numbers were, were tested um, outside of uh, Kendrick Duncan Jr., who I would assume probably comes back. Um, you know, outside of him, you have Josh Minkins, you have Ben Perry, and, um, you know, th there's some guys that you're bringing in in the uh, 2022 recruiting class. But ultimately, I think that at the very least, even if MJ Griffin doesn't end up being the starter for uh, Greg Gasparato, it it's more of a fact just having quality depth, um, you know, has some years to to play. Uh, so it's not just one of those one and done type deals. It's uh, he's got a couple years to play could uh, mold into a solid player into this scheme. Uh, I look for Louisville to continue to address the secondary. I, I don't necessarily think that they may be done at the safety position because even last year, I think that, um, you know, Scott Satterfield said kind of late in the off season that, uh, you know, we still have a scholarship or two open and we're, you know, looking at all possibilities, but he kind of you know, alluded to the fact that the safety position was the one that um, if there was a need that it was in that, um, in that position. And I think that, you know, you basically essentially replace MJ Griffin for Quinterio Cole and, 
you know, even though I think that, you know, the, 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 the six foot one, 200 pound safety is going to be pretty solid in the rotation. It, it never hurts to add numbers because you just never know. You'll take Louisville, for example, last year, how many, you know, very good players went down for the cards that uh, saw a lot of production and that depth was tested. It's it's critical that you have depth at those positions, especially for a pass defense that struggled for the most part last year. I look to um, see Louisville possibly make another move in the safety room and add another guy. But I, I'm also banking on you know Josh Minkins Jr. Ben Perry to step in and uh, make some you know key progressions in their respective games. And then some guys like D'Angelo Hutchinson, uh, you know, and et cetera, to come in from the uh, this recruiting class and be able to come in and possibly play right away. So overall, yes, uh, we we wish Peterson, OKK, Boykin the best of luck in their future endeavors. Um, in terms of a purely production standpoint, the cards are not being tasked to replace much. Um, but you know, it, it does suck to see some of those guys not necessarily paying out here, but you know, adding a solid, uh, transfer from the American athletic conference that uh, was second on the team and tackles from the safety position. So we'll continue to monitor the transfer portal as we see more news. Um, I, I would assume, you know, this isn't the last we've talked about the transfer portal and possibly only getting started with how many, you know, spots that Louisville may have but let's transition over into the basketball side of things the men's basketball team looking to bounce back uh, from a 62 to 55 victory against or I'm sorry loss against DePaul on Friday evening when they host Southeast Louisiana tonight um, before we get into that I want to talk about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the sports action. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and bet online is where the game starts. Also, want to talk about our friends at Prize Picks. Bowl season is here, Cardinal fans. I've been telling you about Prize Picks, and if you still haven't signed up, what are you waiting for? In addition to the college football action, Prize Picks makes college basketball more exciting it's daily fantasy made easy so it offers more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world while offering all the star players of the power five as well as mid-majors you may have never heard of while offering any prop you can think of so in basketball you can play points rebounds assists threes made etc all of those that deposit and use the promo code locked on will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's literally that easy. Uh, you pick two to five players and over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. The coolest thing about prize picks is that it allows mixed sports entries. So you can take the over on Stephen, on Stephen Curry and combine that with the under on Jonathan Taylor in the same entry. Be sure to use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google play entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it is that easy so do yourself a favor go to prizepicks.com right now and use the promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today prize picks is daily fantasy 
made easy. Thanks again for making Locked on Louisville your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. The local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis make up the most comprehensive college football playoff preview, which begins this Friday. All right, so let's get right on into the Louisville basketball portion of the show. Um, I'm you'll have to forgive me. I'm looking. Uh, I don't know why I didn't have this already um, taken care of. I'm looking for the spread of this game tonight. Um, the Cardinals hosting the Southeast Louisiana uh, squad that has uh, struggled early on so far. The line opened up at I believe it was minus 22 in favor of the Cards. So. By all you know, stretches of the imagination, this should be a team that Louisville is able to handle. When you look at what Southeastern Louisiana has been able to do this season, the Lions have one of the worst strength of schedule so far, 332nd out of 358, yet they are still only 4-6, and six, so they haven't really done all that much. Um, in terms of uh, comparable opposition, they have uh, played Southern, who the Cardinals opened up with to begin the season. They won by 12. However, the Lions fell at the hands of Southern. So this is a team, like I mentioned, it is should be one where Louisville is able to fine-tune things ahead of a uh, underrated matchup against Western Kentucky later on this week. Some statistics to look out for. They're 40th in the country in points per game, 80.6 that they're scoring on average. However, and this is the main thing, they are bottom 100 in the country in, allowing, uh, in points allowed with 73 on the dot per contest. So for the cards, the name of the game, and I think that this really is more, you, pertains more to this matchup than it does, um, you know, ones in the past. And that that's, I think you have to get your guys going. You have to get guys like Jalen Withers and Samuel Williamson going. I think this is a big confidence game for them, allowing them to take advantage of the opposition. Southeastern Louisiana does not have one player over six foot nine. So yes, they had a little bit of a size advantage against DePaul, but they definitely have one against the Lions here tonight. So I look for guys like Jalen Withers and even you know some of the younger bigs like Sidney Curry, Roosevelt Wheeler, and. Um, Gabe Wisnitzer to possibly get in and give some meaningful minutes. I'm looking for that for the Cardinals to exploit the paint, um, be able to utilize um, offense around the basket, which, you know, when I believe it was Jared West that met with the press on Monday and kind of talked about the, the DePaul loss and uh, what it means moving forward. And, and, you know, he basically said, just trying to find our offense. And I think that the Louisville offense looked pretty solid when they were playing around the basket against DePaul. Didn't shoot the ball well at all against the Blue Demons on Friday night at the KFC Gum Center. So it's going to be a matter of, yes, I would like to see the shots fall, but I also want to see Louisville kind of take care of business and exploit mismatches against smaller opposition in the front court, which is something that it seems like Louisville has struggled to do with outside of maybe one to two games this season. This is a good game to to get guys into a, a positive momentum, get guys like Jalen Withers going, get guys like Sam Williamson going. Uh, I want to see Louisville be able to improve on the things that they kind of struggle with early on, and that's better shot selection, working better for your shots. But I think the number one is to be able to get the offense going in the paint. Um, the key players to the game that I'm, I'm looking for here, I want to see Noah. I think it's Noah Locke and Jalen Withers. I want to see both of those guys get going. They've been cold. Um, for 
the past couple weeks. Uh, in fact, Jalen Withers really hasn't looked like himself all this season. Um, Noah Locke, on the other hand, has been kind of hot and cold, more um, more of in a slump you know, as of late, and I want to see him get his mojo back because the cards are going to need him. They're going to need his perimeter shooting and playmaking ability as this month goes on. It's a, it's a very tough month to end the 2021 calendar year for the Cardinals. And uh, ultimately, I, I think that you know what better way – to get these guys back on track against you know an inferior squad that you know maybe who knows maybe you do have 15 points and there's not a lot you can take away but the one thing that you can do is be able to try to build off that performance and get you know get yourself some mental confidence and um you know, overall just try to swing the pendulum back in the positive direction so it's it's hard to take away a lot of um you know it, it, put it this way, it's one of those to where there's not a lot to gain against a team like Southeastern Louisiana, but there's a, a heck of a lot to lose if you allow it to be. So I, I think for the cards, it's just a matter of handling business. I think that the team does come out on top. In terms of covering the spread, I'm not necessarily sure. The team hasn't necessarily blown out any opposition so far this year outside of possibly Navy. I think that this is probably going to be about a 15 to 20 point victory. So I'm not sure that they're going to cover the spread, but uh, for sure, believing that the cards will come out victorious. I think that there's going to be multiple guys in double figures. I think we're going to see, um, you know, Jared West and Noah Locke be able to get their offense back and um, definitely looking at Jalen Withers to be the X factor in this one. So, Definitely one to look out for a good opportunity for the Cardinals to get back into the win column after a gut-wrenching loss to the DePaul Blue Demons the last time out. So we'll we'll talk about the recap of that game with Jeremy Wallman tomorrow on the Wallman Wednesday special of this show. Uh, before we get to that, obviously, there's one more segment left today. That is the weekly mailbag segment, which we did last Wednesday. Um, we're going to conduct it today. There's a couple questions I want to focus on, both um, you know, in the football and basketball aspects and in their respective realms. Before we get into that, I want to talk about our friends at Omaha Steaks. The holidays are just around the corner, and for my family, it's always been kind of a revolving door of – you know, main courses, entrees, dishes for the holiday season until we started using Omaha Steaks just a couple years ago. It's, you know, I get it. Finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. And if you're hosting a, a Christmas or holiday get together, there's no better way to you know, cater than Omaha Steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter the word college into the search bar. To order the perfect gift package for $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon wrap filet mignons, chicken breast, side, desserts, and so much more. When you use the promo code COLLEGE, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha steaks, steak burgers for free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code COLLEGE. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guarantee. Once again, that is omahasteaks.com. Keyword college. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. 
From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So moving on into the final segment of the show, it is the weekly, I was about to say Monday mailbag, but it's the Tuesday mailbag for the sake of this calendar day. Uh, There's a couple questions, two pertaining to basketball, one pertaining to football. We'll start out with the basketball one, and this was a question I feel like I've asked on the show 10 times already. Um, It is how can Chris Mack and the Louisville coaching staff get Jalen Withers going? And I think that this is a complex answer because, number one, I think you have to address the fact that it is still early in the season. I mean, it's December 14th, so at the end of the day, you know, it it may just be a matter of him shaking off the rust. Obviously, it's not ideal with it being, what, nine games in so far the cards are six and three um you know especially with withers you know supposed to be one of the you know top two scoring options for this team he he's been kind of lost out there so far he has shown some moments of you know pure brilliance but those are few and far in between um obviously i'm not necessarily sure how they get him you know going other than you know, just trying to put him in best situations to exploit mismatches and, and such. But I almost wonder, and I posed this question uh, a couple weeks ago and last week. I'm not sure if this is feasible, but last year he looked more comfortable as the five in Chris Mack's offense. I know that's you know kind of uh, you know set from Malik Williams right now, but I wonder if they try to you know put. Jalen into the five if that is able to get him going it just looks like he's kind of lost out there right now to where he's trying to you know trying to find what works for him on offense uh the shots really haven't been falling uh the ball handling's just not there yet and it looks like he you know he's rushing to make this the decisions whether he's putting the ball on the ground and, and trying to attack the rim or he's trying to handle the ball in transition it, it's been a rough goal for him offensively in the in in the start of the season, uh, you know, possibly look for, you know, Chris Mack to exploit, you know, the mismatches of the size against Southeastern Louisiana, try to get him the ball inside and try to have him create around the rim or, you know, you know, the kick, you know, kick out, try to, you know, get him. It may just be a matter of his shot falling, but I wonder if switching him to the five may do some stuff for him. We'll, we'll continue to monitor that situation. The second question is, what is your ideal starting five for Louisville so far? And I, but I think, um, yeah, I think Chris Mack had it right in the, in the last game out against DePaul. It was uh, Jared West, it was Noah Locke, it was Dre Davis, Matt Cross, and Malik Williams. I think that those are the you know the five players that are playing uh, the best outside of maybe Noah Locke. You might, I, I don't necessarily see uh, a situation to where they you know have Locke come off the bench unless he's just absolutely struggling. So I think that that five is where I'm looking for. If you're not getting a lot of offensive production out of Jared West, you could look to sub in L. Ellis to uh, make your ceiling a little higher. I think um, the offense looks a little better with L. Ellis on the court. Defense looks a little better with Jared West on the court. So it, it really just kind of depends on who who has the hot hand. Right now I'd probably go West, the lock, Dre Davis and Matt Cross, Malik Williams. The, the latter three have been probably p- playing better than any other players on the team. Williams has been, you know, the leader of the team. Matt Cross has, even when he hasn't shot the ball well, the energy has been there. The effort uh, has affected the games in more ways than just scoring. And then Dre Davis has probably been the most consistent scorer for the cards outside of the game against DePaul. So 
that's kind of where my head's at right now. Obviously, only de- December 14th, though, so I-, I assume that'll continue to fluctuate. So, the last question, it is a football question, is does Louisville look to address the quarterback position in the transfer portal? And, you know, this is a, a, a question to where I wish it was, you know, that clear cut, and I wish it was, you know, that straightforward. But unfortunately, right now, I'd probably – it depends because, you know, you, you have to you'll look at it, at it in a couple of different ways. Number one, you have to, you know, put bring down your expectations of who you think you're going to get because you're not going to bring a starting cal- caliber quarterback in when you have Malik Cunningham. I mean, you have your starter in right now. I mean, you may be able to sell that quarterback into, you know, being the guy in 2023. In 2023, I don't know why I said it like that. But even then, I, I still think that there's a considerable amount of risk considering the fact that they could probably go elsewhere and play if they are indeed that good. For Louisville, if they're going to address the quarterback position, it's going to be uh, in the transfer portal, I should specify. It's going to be a guy that they're going to have sit behind Malik Cunningham with the possible intention of you know, being the guy in 2023. And I'm not so sure that that is going to be – um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure that with the other needs of this of the team that they're going that that's going to be you know taking up a a scholarship spot because they do have Caleb Johnson coming in, three star quarterback from Alabama. Evan Conley's back, Brock Doman's back, um, you know, et cetera. And then 2023, you know, who knows if Pierce Clarkson comes in, you know, whoever they're recruiting then. So it, it's hard to say because you already have your starter. It's not like there's going to be you know, a true competition unless they were just to bring in a, a top quarterback in which Malik Cunningham's spot would be in jeopardy. But I just don't see that being the case. So I'm kind of torn. You know, if they're going to bring in another quarterback, um, it, it would really just have to be a player that is okay with, with sitting a year for sure and then battling to uh, have the starter spot in 2023, which they may, you know, see that as being a possible avenue. But I just find it hard to believe that there's going to be that many quality options that are going to be willing to look up uh, a spot um, to play somewhere else to, just to sit at Lowell for a year and then, you know, have the risk of going into probably possibly being a starter in 2023. So, um, We'll see. I don't think so. If you if you made me make a decision right now and uh, predict it, I don't necessarily think they'll go for a quarterback in in the transfer portal. Um, if anything, maybe they add. Um, you know who knows? Maybe Chubba Purdy. But even then, he's probably looking for a starting position. So at the end of the day, I'm going to go with no. You know, no matter how we slice it. But it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if they did. If they found an option that they thought was going to be a, you know, a good reward in the long term, by all means, utilize that. So tomorrow, it's going to be a lot of you know basketball talk, overall talk with Jeremy Wallman, um, a lot of good stuff there. Before we get out of here, I want to give a couple quick shout-outs. First to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. Two episodes have been posted in the past two days. The 100th episode with uh, Steve Rummage and Justin Rank, the co-founders, along with Jeremy at Cardinal Sports Zone. That um, episode was released Sunday, and a bonus episode released yesterday with the regular crew. You can check those out at cardinalsportszone.com. Also want to give a couple 
uh, or I'm not sorry, not a couple. Yeah, I guess you could say a couple quick shout outs. I'll give them, you know, simultaneously to the Lockdown Bets podcast. They definitely deserve it and all the good stuff that they do there with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can follow that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. Um, that's going to wrap up this uh, Wednesday. I'm sorry, Tuesday. I'm losing my mind. It is. I, I still can't believe Christmas is like, um, you know, less than. 11 days away now um so but that's going to wrap up this tuesday edition of the show everyone have a great day and we'll see you right back here tomorrow